Broadcasting live from their palatial studios in downtown Duluth. It's the talk of the town. Live. And now, Tracy Lundy and Jim Caesar. On Talk of the Town, I'm Tracy. That's Jim. Yep. Raining like cats and dogs in downtown Duluth. Really? Well, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. Maybe an occasional uh, rabbit and squirrel. Speaking of squirrels, there's your theme song, Jim. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Is this picking up? Well, yeah, you're, you're plenty loud. Oh, I can't. Yeah, you got to turn it up a little. Must Crank it up, Jim. Must be me. It is. Yep. It's never me. Tell you that right now. Uh, you know, it it, it yeah. never. And we're hopefully going to have a guest here at four twenty this afternoon. Okay. And uh, but but of course, there's never a dull moment when I arrive to the show. Really. And yeah. today on Superior Street. Yes. A motorcycle, kind of a yeah. fat tire motorcycle, driving on the sidewalk, north side. Superior Street sidewalk. Yep. Probably 15, 20 miles an hour. 15 miles an hour. Yeah. And just as fate would have it. Yes. A cop in an SUV was right there. All right. Put on the siren. The guy stopped. So they pulled him over. I don't know what they did to him. But he seemed to know... The panhandler, Jerry, we call him Jerry. Who calls him Jerry? Well, we gave him that name, uh, uh, oh. Tyler and I, when you oh. were on uh, oh. when you were on your uh, all-night uh, party in uh, Vegas. Um, there were not parties. Oh, we, well. We work. Well, anyway, you work. We work. But anyway, Tyler, yeah. Jerry, and uh, Jill, I believe. Oh, yeah? Jane, maybe. I, I can't remember. But... Uh, yeah, so this motorcycle now now I guess you can drive well you can drive scooters all over the place and why not drive your motorcycle? Why not? Unbelievable. And he was trying to create a little ruckus and stuff and there you go. Never dull moment in beautiful downtown Duluth. Yeah. Right now, like I said, it's raining downtown, it's letting up as we speak. And uh eighty one Sky Harbor. Duluth International, partly cloudy and 80. Okay. Carlton, I just got off the phone. Carlton, 78, no rain. Really? Okay. Aiken, 75 and fair. Ashland, 80 and mostly cloudy. 80, well, let's see, 78 and chibbing. 73 with light rain and thunder, according to Tammy and Hibbing. I am. Mm-hmm. Hi, Tammy. Hayward, Hayward. 73, right next yeah. to the walleye. Mm-hmm. Moneyapolis, partly cloudy in 87. Moose Lake, with a thunderstorm in the vicinity, 81. Hmm. Solon Springs, 79. At the Richard I. L. Kabang Airport in Superior. I guess we don't do that bit anymore. No. At the Richard I. Bong Airport in Superior, it's Richard 79. Ira. Ira. Yep. Ira. Iraq, Iran. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Two Harbors, 68, and partly cloudy. There you go. There you All go. Right. I right. mean to interrupt you, but if you want to put the hometown I music on I got now. It. Right on there, you baby. Got it. You know, right on cue. 30 seconds later. 
Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Jim. What did you say? I said 30 seconds later. <laughs> My hometown, Crookston, where life, it was really like a scene out of uh, Utopia growing up. Huh? What did you say? Leave it to Beaver. I'll leave it to Beaver. Yeah, 82, mostly sunny. Hilltop. Yeah. Now, yeah, what, what was this, a scene from Father Knows Best? Yes. Yeah. Or Hazel? Father Knows Best. Okay. Be better, yes. 83 and partly cloudy. <laughs> yeah. With an occasional yeah. gunshot. No, Bemidji, no, no, home of the Lady Beavers. 79 and drizzle. Yeah, it's drizzle. It's like it's cooling, out, cooling off out west. Well, there's the, a cold front. This is finally that's, the, that's cooling the last of the cold front. <laughs> Nick's it? Bar in beautiful downtown Gilbert. 75 and sunny. Can I try that again today? Sure. 75 and sunny. Not bad. Is that yeah. a little better? Yeah. I only get to hear you do that like three more times. I can do it on the weekends when you come in. So <laughs> I'm not going to do any of those bits anymore. Well, it doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're coming yeah, in once uh, a month, yeah. not to exceed yeah. three times a year. <laughs> Kenyon. Kenyon. He's going to be calling us today. He will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. calling last, all direct one in for the dailies. 86, he, partly cloudy. But he'll be, he'll be on, on the weekends. Yeah. On What's Saturday? he got going on today? I don't know. Who's, who's the, the grass, artist? Grassfire, grass fire, I believe. Yeah. Big Twin Ports group from these uh, 70s. Superior, I believe. Early 70s. Yeah. Virginia. Village Inn, Pies, Johnny, Johnny Snitterich, Schmiernoff, 67 and Showers, and Apache Junction. Boy, they don't cut a break down there at all. No. 107 and Sunny. Yeah. It's dropped a whopping two degrees since yeah. yesterday. Johnny. 114 in Vegas. So. Yeah. Can you believe but, it? Yeah. Can you believe it, Jim? Yeah, I can believe it. You know how hot that is? That's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It is right. so hot, yeah. you can fry an egg on the hood of your car. Probably, yeah. And I'm sure there's a there's not a weather person because they've all been around a while that would demonstrate that on TV because yeah. we well, all know. Well, it. you're not going to do it here, though, huh? It's not hot enough here to do. No, that. But, but you can bet next time it's 25 below, the first person. Uh, uh, weather trainee that's here for a couple months yeah. will throw the, the pan of water up in the air. air. Look at how fast it turns to ice. <laughs> 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 yes. yes indeed. Oh, man. What was that one yesterday? What's that? TH instead of RD or <laughs> NB oh, yes. or something. That's right. Yeah, 60, 60 seconds. Yeah, somebody there can't even say that word yeah all right let's take a break jim you're listening to talk of the town i am tracy and that is jim we'll be back with more after this the talk of the town with tracy lundin and jim caesar on kdal Talk of the town. I'm Tracy Lundeen. That's yeah. Jim Caesar. We're yeah. back. We've got an action-packed hour here, and we're going to yeah. kick it off with, uh, well, with Jean from the deck. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You've had a lot of stuff going on down uh, between the deck and Bayfront. I would say it's probably been uh, an extremely busy stretch here. Yes. We had four entertainment shows in the last four days. 
all of which were fantastic. So thank you to all of the listeners who came out and enjoyed those with us. And we do, you know, obviously trampled by turtles at Bayfront and and the hairball thing and the fourth fest, which was eighth fest or exactly. whatever. Uh, and but um, I heard tons and tons of great things about Travis Tritt. Yeah, he puts on a great show, and the crowd was loving it, and we were really happy to have Travis. We had a local Minnesota band as one of the openers, and it was the largest venue that they've ever played at, so that was pretty cool for them. And yeah, we're just rolling right into the rest of July here. And of course, Weird Al last night. Exactly. And uh, I've done a lot of shows with him over the years, and uh, I understand that he took a little break yesterday and toured the uh, the Accordion Museum gym in Superior. Oh, is that right? That's, yes, he did. He had a private right. tour of the Accordion Museum. Oh, cool. Wow. So how did that show go last night? The show went great. Uh, we had a nearly sold-out show. Um, I think that the folks enjoyed it. That was the one of the four that I did not attend. I attended all the other what? three. I know. <laughs> I actually had a night off. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> what? Where is your work ethic? <laughs> I know. Three of the four. Shoot, I'm slacking. Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's okay. Everybody's entitled to a night off once in a while. Um, so what's coming next? Yes. So what's happening at the deck? Of course, there's always something happening at the Duluth Entertainment Convention Center and Bayfront Festival Park. This week, we are having the dog show, the Duluth Kennel Club dog show that kicks off on Thursday, runs through all weekend. It's kind of fun. You can get in as a family for $15. Oh, wow. Good deal. So they do, you know, all of the classes and um, the different breeds. So that's kind of fun if you have maybe a little one in your life that enjoys dogs yeah that would be a fun thing to do and then uh, this weekend we also have reader fest happening on friday over at bayfront and then saturday we have the reggae world music festival that's been going on for many years exactly and i've never been but i hear there's fantastic food i have been a reggae music fan since uh, probably when i owned a nightclub in downtown duluth back in the early 80s shangoya who is a name around for many many years was one of my favorite acts and Went to Jamaica a number of times and uh, attended the Marley Festival, and I love I love reggae music. Yeah, they have acts flying in from all over the country. Yeah, so they have some big names that you will be able to see at Bayfront on Saturday. Beautiful. And then what else do you have going on? You've yes, got more. I know yes, you have so more. The following Saturday, we have Festival by the Lake. I don't at- know anything about that event. Yeah, so <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're involved in that. And then on the 30th, we have All Pints North happening. And that's a huge event. That is a huge event. Uh, the deck is doing something new this year uh, that we will be announcing soon in regards to that. So stay tuned for more information there. And then, of course, August, we have weekends full of events as well. Very cool. So it's a very busy summer, and that's what it is. We have to cram all these busy things into about a 12-week window we up here call summer. Yes, Especially with the outdoor events. Because then you get into the fall, and it's just the craziness of every imaginable uh, meeting, luncheon, convention, uh, expo, and concert. So you've got a lot going on. How do people keep up with the deck schedule? Yeah, so if you go to deck.org, you can find all of that fantastic information. We have a really nice, clean list of the entertainment and public events that we're offering called What's Happening. It's a little orange link right in the middle of the page that you can take a look at that nice, clean list there. 
Beautiful. Well, good having you in. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And uh, we'll see. Well, we won't see you next month. Someone will. We'll, we'll, Jim and I will be gone. Lucy or myself will we'll be here at KDAL. Just pound on the door if you don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you so much. Jim, thank should you. we take yep. a quick break? And then we're going to go right over to our next guest. Yep. If you're listening yep. to Talk of the Town, I'm Tracy. That's Jim. We'll be right back. MediQuest presents the Senior Go Show Tuesday, October 18th at the Deck in Duluth. The Senior Go Show is a day for the 55-plus crowd from throughout the region with information and fun, including exhibitors, seminars, screenings, samples, prizes, and more, including music by the region's top surf and hot rod show band, The Fractals, along with crooner Ricky Lee Biggs and the legendary Florian Chimileski. Parking for the Go Show is free, courtesy of Medica, and free tickets will be available soon. For additional information, visit GoShowExpo.com or call 218-727-1177. The Go Show is produced by Lundin Productions. Gave it to you. You gave me one. I was I, talking. Yeah. You couldn't see me behind the screen. Yeah. And Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. You guys, I'll yeah. tell you. You guys. Okay. Song of the day, Sheldon yeah, we, Pizza. It is The Piano Man by Billy Joel. Who the yeah. heck doesn't like Piano Man? One of the most famous bar closing songs of all time. Yeah. 1973, Piano Man was written and performed by Billy Joel, his first single in North America. And I was included on Joel's 1973 album of the same name and later released as a single. Okay? The the song is sung from Joel's point of view as a piano player at a bar, reminiscing about his experiences there and the people he encountered. Now, how many times, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard Johnny Holmes sing this song uh, with about yeah. 2,000 people with him, yeah. I'd be rich. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the Sheldon Pizza song of the day, Piano Man, Billy yeah. Joel. Stop and pick up a Shelton or two, two. on the way home tonight. Super mm-hmm. One has them. Uh, some of the corner stores have them. Uh, other stores have them. And if you can't find a Shelton's, by all means, look at that clerk and say, why don't you have them? We'll be right back. We have uh, the man behind Save Duluth, MN, in the studio. And this is going to be fun. We'll be right back. Talk of the Town on News Talk KDAL. Talk of the Town, we're back. I'm Tracy Lundin. That's Jim Caesar. Yes. And uh, in the studio with me... We'll keep it on a first-name basis. Yeah. Tommy, Save Duluth MN Facebook, you have uh, become quite a big big deal, and I know that wasn't really your intention, but uh, your videos and what you're doing has kind of gone viral. Welcome to Talk of the Town. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, I guess you could say it gained a little bit of traction. (laughs) Good grief, that first video of your walking tour downtown yep, yep. uh it was uh, made available to me from somewhere i don't even know where i saw it and i looked at it and i went wait a minute okay 
And then I watched it, and I went, I see this every day. Someone finally did it. Well, you know, and actually, if people listening would only believe or understand what you showed on that first video of downtown. It's a pretty tame version. It's a very tame version. If I was in a rating system, I would call that the general audience version. And uh, we see the X almost every day. Yeah, in all reality, if I... Uh if I really would have tried a little harder and waited around and filmed everything that uh, it really could be, uh, it probably would have got a little more attention. Uh, but, you know, that honestly, when I got to town, I, I didn't wait around. I literally just had a little bit of time. It was the third. I still had to get back to my family. So I just walked a quick loop. And that's just what I happened to cross along the way. Well, you covered the ground that I drive just about every day when I come down to do this show. And uh, what I see frustrates me and i and jim and i have been seeing this and talking about it for a long long time and you know we have a very limited audience of people that we hang around with or that know us the business community don't want to jump up and get involved a lot of them don't because they're afraid they might ruffle feathers or hurt business and we try to tell them there may not be any business left for you if you don't what made you do this what 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 where did the calling come from well uh it was very random um so i woke up early one morning uh, i happened to beat the kids so that was uh fortunate so i took some time and i was scanning online and i happened to see the article of the unfortunate story of the 17 year old that was fatally shot and you know honestly i think like a lot of people in this area we've been frustrated for a while you know you'll see comments kind of you know snickering at emily here and there and comments on you know the news channels but no one's really walked around and said all right this is enough and you know the main push behind it is you know i've i've entered fatherhood i feel that it's an obligation to not only take care of my family but that eventually kind of becomes natural for everything in your surroundings i think and no, you're right you know in the future i i really want my son and my daughter to be able to come to canal park downtown and enjoy it like i did when i was little you know i have a lot of fond memories not only canal park but down at the end of the point being able to just hang out and i I never felt scared as a kid. I mean... No, and you, you know, to let the listeners know, you were born and raised in Duluth. Yeah, I've lived in Duluth for uh, 33 years. I actually just recently moved uh, about a year ago. Unfortunately, I did leave town. Well, then... Close uh, by. Well, <laughs> Close and enough. And you still do business in Duluth. And, yeah, I'm in uh, Duluth every day, well, realistically. Me, and me too. I mean, I live in Hermantown. Everybody listening knows that. And I've been in Hermantown now for about 10 years, but my business is in Duluth. My my events are in Duluth for the most part. My clients, for the most part, are in or close to Duluth. And uh, But we care. We care, and, and like you said, you, you didn't used to feel scared to go down to Canal Park when you were a kid. My kids used to say to me uh, when they were in high school, which wasn't too many years ago, I'd go, where are you going? Well, we're going down to Canal. That's, That's all we ever all did. Went. That's all we ever did. We were in right. the center lot. We'd go over to Burger King's. That's all we had the money for. Maybe sometimes we had enough gas to drive down there. Sometimes we had to hitch a ride, but... It was fantastic. It was fun. You know, it was well kept. You know, we knew not to mess around down there. You know, we were all kids once. But, you know, that was never allowed in those areas. And that, I feel, is changing. I mean, there was a shooting in Canal this year. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely changed. And 
And uh, when you when you talk about the the crime and and then you talk about uh, not you but you people in general talk about it. You're showing it uh, to people the homelessness, the the mess, the just unkempt uh, visuals. And people, some people don't even understand that. I was reading a thread yesterday. Uh, talking about your videos, and someone was saying, well, we're not going to do anything. Weed whacking, weeds aren't a problem in the community. Well, yeah, when you're, when you're deriving, and Jim, please pipe in, when you're deriving as much money as we are economically being a tourist town, and you don't take care of your number one industry by making them safe or letting your town kind of not look nice like it used to, it's called curbside appeal. It's a big damn thing. It's a big deal. You know, I mean, we got people on cruise ships coming to town, and the first thing they see when they walk Canal Park are weeds, you know, waist high. I mean, those ain't flowers. No, <laughs> no. You know, back in the day, those used to be flowers. Once I finally trimmed everything, you could finally see the flower pots, you know, the sections of the brick that actually still have really good dirt in them that, you know, you know, I walked around some of the other parks, too, and they have these grants that they've received to, you know, they call it like a green wastewater initiative or something along those lines. And, you know, like you go up to the Piedmont Community Center, you can't even walk around anymore. It's waist-high weeds, you know, and they got this sign over there saying that they got this money, this grant money for for what? To turn this drainage into a big mess of weeds. And if they did get grant money for that, I know it didn't go into that community center because nothing's been done. They did that two years ago, and the park that's already there that was new was done before that. So you tell me, who's benefiting from this? So you you saw this growth and these weeds everywhere in Canal Park, of all places, and you decided to do something about it yourself. But you did go through a process, right? I did. So, you know... People that know me personally know that I didn't always follow the rules that well, uh, but I've grown. <laughs> Nor did anybody in this studio. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I I wanted to make sure I was trying to at least, you know, attempt to take the proper steps to do it because I know there are risks. There's liability. You know, there was a way. I didn't just go down there and just start weed whacking. Right. There's unions. There's all kinds well, of Well, yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't want to take business away from those no. guys either. I mean, no. they need they, Those are their jobs, you know. So... I didn't finish the project. I did just enough. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> they still gotcha. got to go, you know. <laughs> but the thing that I think is frustrating, and kind of the, actually before I get into that, leading into it, if you are going out for these projects, because this is an important thing that I actually didn't really cover in the videos, when I went down there, I was wearing reflective gear. You know, you have to do that when you're on the road working, not only just so people can see you. I mean, it's, it's for safety. Yeah. You can't just go down there, start weed whacking, because then grass is going all over the place. You got motorcyclists going through there. You don't want to have someone wipe out because you think you're doing something positive, and all of a sudden it turns into a mess. You know, right? I did it properly. I used proper bags. I didn't just go through everything and then clean up. I had to do it section at a time, making sure that the road was clear, making sure there was no debris in the road while I was doing it. It wasn't. It was a lot. And, and you tried to get permission from the city. Yeah. To actually do it, too, I did, correct? Because obviously, because you have to follow these safety guidelines, and there's obviously insurance risk. There's a lot of risk, because that's unfortunately the day and age we live in. Yeah. You know, I wanted to make sure I took the proper steps to do it, but unfortunately, even still to this day, I've still not gotten a response. No response from the city of Duluth? No, and it was yeah. kind of weird, too, because I when I was... my question, just yeah. have you heard from the mayor's office or anything? 
any no. feedback at all? No, no, it was uh, it's actually kind of surprising. Um, so, you know, I get it. It was the holiday. They get in back. I'm sure they got a laundry list of things to do. It's only been like a week. Cool. But the thing that kind of irritated me is that when I went down the second day to continue. I actually had a clean and safe person come up to me and they apparently were given an email, a direct contact email to give to me in case I came back down. So I did email them and still, even with that, haven't gotten a response. So I don't really know what to expect. I mean, there was uh, one couple that I had met with. I'm not going to say where and when and everything along those lines because they asked me not to. But, I mean, they also were involved in community cleanup like that. They cut the grass at one local park and – the city basically just got mad at them. The parks got mad at them and actually threatened to arrest him. Um, and the guy literally just was cutting the ball field for the kids. I, I mean, yeah. I told you a story, and you used a little bit of it on your latest video, I think, about the syringe incident in the parking ramp. That's a doozy. And uh, I would, uh, without naming names, like you said, would like to introduce you to this person to get the whole story. And uh, they, they may be available to us before you leave today. <laughs> yeah, I heard that they may be close by. Uh, I just, you know, that's someone's personal story. I think it's up to them to tell it if they want to. And, uh, and, and the, when the time is right, it will be told because it's uh, it's a it's a nightmare story. Yeah. And it's about, can you imagine? No, I can't. Well, I can well, I because suppose. I'm I mean, down you're here. here all the time. We but, started. You know. Jim and I started doing this show on January seventeenth. And we have been here every weekday except for holidays or uh-huh. Twins games yeah. since then. And uh, he parks in the ramp. I made a conscious decision a few months ago to quit parking in the ramp because I, too many stories. Right. Okay. I, I know people in this building that have seen all stages of life in that parking ramp from someone giving birth to someone dead to people on drugs to parties to assaults, n- not interested. Yeah. But then out in front, I've seen innumerable crazy things going on, including just now when I came in today. And I don't know if you heard on the way in, but we had a motorcycle going 15, 20, 25 miles an hour on the sidewalk on Superior Street. You know, nothing like going for a nice afternoon walk and having to dodge yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, and a cop just happened to be there this time because they're so understaffed for crying out loud. Yeah, I saw the article that our chief, well, yeah, the chief posted, and I mean, I don't know, man. I can't really say I blame them. But a lot of crazed people out there the other day, you know, I, I see it all the time, and I'm talking crazy. I mean, swinging their arms around, yelling. There's a guy up on First Street who's kind of famous now who stands out in the middle of the uh, avenue on nice days giving people the finger and yelling at random cars. Yeah, he may have been in my yeah, first video. you got to stop that. <laughs> I, I believe, yeah, Jim, I refuse to stop that, Jim. It's the only way I can get attention. <laughs> Tommy uh, from Save Duluth MN. Jim, do we need to take a commercial break? Um, no, we can, okay, we can we're go good. for about yeah four or five minutes if you like. So are you getting tired? Tired of this yet? Or I had someone tell me the other day you should run for mayor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, of I don't think that's no. possible. <laughs> but um, you know, in, in reality, I mean, I, I would hope there's someone more qualified than me to uh, do that. But you know, I'm just a guy that got irritated and cut some grass so far. And I mean, yeah, I've been doing other videos and I've had you know people reach out and I've had you know meetings even this morning. Um, 
you know, the biggest thing that, you know, it's nice that these people are reaching out, but the thing I think that I'm kind of displeased about is that everyone is nervous to speak up. You know, they'll meet with me and say, dude, this is fantastic. I love what you're doing, you know, fully support it, but you didn't meet with me. <laughs> They're afraid. Yeah, and I they know. Are. There is, and that that I don't need data to tell me something's wrong here. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. Tell your story. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. what BizPack and yep. Greater Duluth Business Association, right? Yeah, I mean, we we've tried to um, uh, put some groups together, and you, you get all just as you're saying, you get all yay rah rah, I'm, I'm with you, and then when it's time for the rubber to hit the road, or the rubber to hit the pocketbook, so you can keep uh, keep things going, then everybody disappears. Yep. So they're afraid. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of ours referred to them as the a lot in the business community as toothless tigers. They love to complain behind the scenes. They'll bitch to you, Tommy, or to, to us in private settings. But good lord, asking them to come out in public and say something. Oh God, it might it might hurt business. Yeah, and that that honestly is the issue. They're nervous it'll affect reputation, affect business. You know, there's. And I mean, I, I get it. There are legitimate risks. And, you know, I think that's a huge part of the issue as well is that, you know, the people that are making us feel that way, you know, maybe shouldn't have the power they do. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's so refreshing to hear someone that's uh, got the courage yeah. to and talk about And a bit younger. <laughs> and a bit younger. Yeah. You know, we're, we represent the people that we, we understand what it's been like here in the past. You know, in my case, I've been in Duluth for uh, 60 years, 60, and I wasn't born here. That shows you how old I am. But I've been I've been around, uh, you know, the music business, the promotion business, the expo business, the marketing business. I know a lot of people in Duluth. Just and a few. Just a few. <laughs> and, and it's and it's so frustrating because they're all frustrated. Yeah. But so many people, you, you go back to that story. You get yeah. a guy like Joe McCor, a fourth generation Duluthian, yeah. volunteers, yeah. has done everything for this town, runs for city council, and gets beat by a what a college student yeah. from UMD mm-hmm. yeah. who doesn't even know how to, the the geography in the neighborhoods in the city. Makes yeah. you think a little. It, it just, yeah. it's frustrating. Yeah, or it should, at least. Yeah. It should. Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that people see what you're doing on social media, and they've listened to enough of our shows over the years, and that somebody else jumps on this now, because our media does a, our, our local television media, in my estimation, does a very weak job of covering all this. Yeah, they don't cover it. Uh, You know, honestly, the only people I give credit to that are actually being honest is Duluth Police Department. Yeah, They're the only ones posting and updating the public on what's really going on. I mean, you have a lady, city employee, 15 years, brutally assaulted. Let's talk about this when we come back. Can you you stay? Yeah, I'm good. You can stay? I'm good. You're locked in now. Yeah, you you did lock the door on We're with Tommy from (laughs) Save Duluth MN. I'm Tracy Lundin, that's Jim Caesar. We'll be back with more of Talk of the Town after this. Talk of the Town on News Talk KDAL.
Talk of the town. We're back. That's yes, Jim Caesar. I am Tracy Lundine, and we are with Tommy from uh, Save Duluth MN. It's uh, well. It's go ahead. Tell Tommy. It's Facebook page, right? But what else do you? So Facebook, YouTube. That's all she is right now. I have no intention of creating a website. I really have no intention of creating an organization. I really don't want that much help. I want people to do it themselves. You don't need to follow me to do nothing. The first video, <laughs> the first video, I'd call it went viral. The How many locally, views of that? Right now, uh, I want to say it's like just over twenty thousand views on the first video. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll walk around, and I mean, I'm not advertising myself, but I guess you'd say I'm recognizable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they know I'm doing it. I actually had a lot of people thankful we're doing it, and, you know, not everything's negative. You go onto the YouTube channel or you go onto the Facebook page, there's a lot of positive things, too. I mean, look at that, you know, young yeah. man that's going to be an Eagle Scout and painted the drum. You know, there's, you know, you know people on the page that I posted today because uh, we had a nice donation. We're giving away a bunch of Super One gift cards for I saw people that. to yeah. send in, you know, photos and videos helping the community. You know, I think, you know, positive light is more powerful. And, you know, obviously there are a ton of issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I, anyone yeah. can deny that. Right. Um, but... You know, there's only one way to fix that, and that's to make things better. So, you know, that's that's the overall goal. And it starts with you people, the listeners, the people that are viewing Tommy's videos and hearing his message. You can do this, too. Yeah. And it's not just about cleaning up a neighborhood, although clean up your own property, clean up your neighborhood, but it's also about reporting things that you see that don't look right. Yeah. We, we have to... It's time for, to draw the proverbial line in the sand, don't you think? I couldn't agree more. And I think just, you know, over the last few years, I think people have just become scared to express what they know is right. And the tipping point of 60-some-year-old woman. I hate when people call them seniors or elderly because <laughs> I'm in that age bracket. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but she got the living crap beat out of her yeah, in a I parking mean, ramp downtown. Yeah, 15 years with the city, 65 years of age, had her head, and I, honestly, I really think the city should release this video, but had her head beaten against the railing five times uh, while the man was trying to throw her down the stairs like he previously threw someone down an escalator. Um, she fractured her lower back, and it's just insane. I mean, this was on the 4th of July. I mean, God forbid the fireworks were going that night and this menace was running around and terrorizing families. I mean, imagine if he did that to a four-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, remember um, down in Mall of America, you know. We don't take calls, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think that was the tipping point. That and the 17-year-olds uh, getting shot. Yeah, and that's just, that murdered. makes no sense. You see no. that, you know, young man's grandmother speaking about the incident, and, you know, they they were young guys. They apparently were friends at one point, and it just escalated to that point. And, you know, when you look into youth, I mean, good example today. You know, when you're driving around town, you see this little kid selling some lemonade. Just stop and get some lemonade if you can. I mean, show the kids that you care about them. Maybe they'll make better decisions. Maybe they'll feel better about themselves. And, I mean, I'm not going to tell you the amount that I gave this little girl, but I walked up today, and she told me what she was saving up for, and I 
bet she probably went to the store and got it today. Pretty cool. <laughs> you know, you support hard work, you support yeah. behavior you want to see duplicated, yeah, you and you support go. Support these entre- young op- entrepreneurs as well. She picked exactly a heck right. of a spot right yeah. in the corner of 27th Avenue, right by that quick trip. I mean, okay. location. Oh, that's that's going to be a future business. It's a good right location. What? It's, uh, it's a tough neighborhood, too. Yeah, she it's didn't seem t- nervous <laughs> at all. She was good. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, Tommy, uh, I guess uh, the Facebook page is just Save Duluth MN. All one, right? Yeah, that's it. That's where you can start, at least seeing what uh, what you've put out there and uh, yeah. and follow what's uh, what's next. But in the meantime, people, it's time. I, I truly believe it's time. Do you want to see any more incidents like that gal getting beat up in the parking lot? Or it's only going to get worse. It I is. Mean, that's it's just been how, getting that's how it goes. <laughs> and they don't get better. And it doesn't seem like there's this alarm. No, uh, they don't, no, they just keep saying how unfortunate. And I mean, I watched the report on the the deck. Oh, we're so surprised that this happened. They're like, no, no, you're not surprised. You walk that same skywalk all the time, and you know just as well as everyone else that it's not safe. <laughs> a, yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And there's a, I get a comments almost every day from a person who works downtown, a woman, uh, not that much younger than the one who got beat up, who tells you stories that just make your blood boil. Yeah. You know, and it happens every day. And it doesn't seem like they're doing. And then we hear, and we're almost out of time, too, but we hear this lame excuse, even about these aggressive panhandlers downtown. That's all allowable because of a Supreme Court ruling. Well, but I think it goes to harassment at that point. They're not is. just panhandling, they're a public disturbance and harassing you at that point, and they should be enforcing that. You but know? they won't. I know they won't. Oh, I mean, even like a story I heard earlier today. Guy down Canal Park threw a massive rock through a window, an office building down in Canal, and corporate's not out of town, and they decided that they're not going to charge this person. They just let them do it. Yeah, it's, you know, that's crazy. You know, well, could you imagine if I went down a canal, took a big rock, and threw it through a window down there? Oh, you'd be in jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... It's amazing what's going on. I'll leave it at that, I guess. It's amazing that it's acceptable. <laughs> and it should, it should not be. Yeah, I mean, Tommy, you're never going to eliminate evil, man, but you can sure enforce good. Oh, boy. Isn't that yeah. something? Thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah. And uh, we keep in touch with us, and uh, we'll get you on again. We're going to Saturday mornings starting in August. Back to Saturday mornings where we've always been. There you go. And uh, we'll... I'd love to talk to you and keep up on your efforts, and we'll be following you for sure. No, you just give me a call. All right. I know how to get a hold of you. <laughs> yes, thank sir. you for everything you're doing. Well, thank you for having me. I T- appreciate it. Tommy from Save Duluth MN. Uh, take a lesson, folks. Here's a guy who's putting his money where his mouth is, trying to make a difference for all the right reasons. Now, back to Talk of the Town Live with Tracy Lundy and Jim Caesar. Talk of the town. We're back for our number two yes, of uh, the last. Jeez, uh, three more days after today, yep. Jim. Yes, sir. And uh, the daily uh, show with uh, yeah. Talk of the Town goes bye bye. 
Yeah. If you're making yeah. plans for tonight, Jim. Yes. We're going to have this kind of on and off. What's that? Intermittent <clears throat> rain. Yeah. Maybe a thunder boomer. Um, depending on where you are, it looks like south of Duluth. Maybe watch this a little guys. more action. Keep an eye, but no watches, no warnings. Um. Hey, I'll do a little uh, shameless plug here for some shiitake cover band. Oh, shiitake. <laughs> Good grief. You coward. Yeah. You won't say it either. Why won't you say it? I, I have. Oh, yeah. See, I have before. I have once, too. Remember? Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh. Remember? Oh, that's right. You did. And so did you. I remember. Yeah, we didn't get caught. <laughs> no, no, I don't we, think, no, I don't think we did. I don't think they figured anyway, out nobody was listening anyway. No, that's, <laughs> that's probably true, man. Maybe Friday. We'll see. I don't know. It's, I, they, you know I, don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything that... Uh, no, maybe, no, maybe no, no. You're going to go out on a high that, note. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been trying to do. Exactly. You yeah. and I yeah. doing what we've done. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and plus, I got to come back here on August sixth every Saturday morning. Right. And um, so my son Will band, as I said, the, the um, some crappy <laughs> cover band, will be up at the just be- go we'll ahead. Be and up say at the, it one yeah, time. No, 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 no. We'll be up at the Beacon. Uh, I believe they started eight thirty on Saturday night. That's July sixteenth. Yeah. So they were up there last year. Had a really good time. I was there. They brought them back. Yes, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can stop by tonight. That, or I would try if I'm yeah. in town. Yeah. If Very I'm up good. at the lake, I won't be able to. No. But I've seen it. them numerous times, either on uh, live stream during the pandemic. Yes, or that's true. A couple yeah. times live. And there I am. really enjoy that uh, band. Yeah. They are very good. Yes, thank you. Yep. Yeah, some, some no, not that I did anything, but... Uh, well, you did. You gave uh, your half of the partnership that created it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's... Uh, they, do, uh, they do well. They're, they're still busy. Um, and not quite as busy, uh, busy as they as they were. You know, they were the house band at the poorhouse for about six years. I think they played every other weekend there. And now, uh, after the pandemic and all that, they're not doing live music um, at poorhouse anymore. Well, then a lot of but things they, changed yeah, in yeah. Minneapolis. But they're still playing. They, you know, they still play at some other clubs around town and do a lot of weddings and that type of thing. So, <clears throat> so the yeah, poorhouse has no live music anymore. Not not the one in, on Fifth and Hennepin, and and I'm not sure if he, if they've even kept the uptown location open. You know, they, too much uh, crime st- st- in the downtown. Well, that and 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 you know just the struggles after you know after COVID and the shutdown and you know and then getting people to work. And I mean, well, according to Anthony Fauci and, today, yeah, Jim, COVID's yeah. not over yet. Yeah, of course, yeah. it'll never be over yeah. for that guy until no. he's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, what else? Does he? He's got to be. He's got to be checking out soon. Well, he's <laughs> yeah. he just got over a bad think? case of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's eighty. I think he's isn't he like eighty something? Eighty years I old. I got it. Well, we got to hope eighty is the new. He sure looks like it. That's <laughs> well, he does. Well, we yeah. have to hope that eighty's not a big deal anymore because we're yeah. we're getting older. That is true. And the days are going faster. Yeah, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all perception, though, man. So, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty four hours is still twenty four hours. It just feels shorter. That's something. But you know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. Well you're smarter yeah. than I am. Well, well I don't know. you I don't, don't know, know about that. No, I don't know. I'll, Actually you're right. I don't know about that either. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. We're going to be joined yeah. by Minnesota Mike yeah, uh, in a few minutes, in a few minutes yeah. to do yeah. our final Tuesday yeah. Minnesota music memories. Uh, but he'll be appearing periodically on the Saturday show. Yeah, so, yes, he yeah. will. Yes, so he that'll will. be good. And um, now, people just, are liking this um, se- uh, this segment we do. and. So, they do, yeah, don't they? Yeah, Did you see yeah. the uh, Duluth City Clou- uh, Council? Yes. I have so much trouble with that, that word. Council, you know, everybody yeah. seems to have trouble with one word or another yeah, in there. Right. Some people say biscotti or potato. Yeah. You know, but, I say clownsel instead of council. You say potato, I say potato, tomato. tomato. But you see, the Duluth City yes. Council yes. has tapped yeah. Alstead to replace yeah. Van Nett. Surprise, now, surprise, How do you tap surprise. someone? Yeah, so... You go up behind them and tap yeah. them on the shoulder yeah. and say, we pick you? I think they're talking about, like, tapping in when you're wrestling or tapping in Oh, when like uh, tag yeah, team sort of wrestling, wrestling deal. Yeah. 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 Tap, For, in a first-round yeah. vote Monday night, yeah. the city council, yeah. there we go again, yeah. Uh, yeah. selected Hannah Alstead uh, to succeed Renee Van Nett, yeah. filling the fourth district seat that has sat empty since her June 3rd death. Due How to much cancer. you want to bet that's, that vote was set up? Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. And if only three people applied for it? Give me yeah. a break. Yeah. That's not even possible. Yeah. And no media coverage to speak of yeah. up until yeah. they tapped her. <laughs> now, it's a good thing there, they didn't cap her. There's a, there's a, tapped there, her. There's a joke there. I'm sure there <laughs> is. There always is. <laughs> but now, you know, why wouldn't uh, they pick her? She's um, personal uh, friends with Eric Forsman, yeah. right? Works That's for what Tina I hear. Smith. Works right. for Tina Smith. I mean, she's got the credentials. She might yeah. as well wear a shirt with all of her credentials right. written right on them. Yep. And yes. uh, well, I'm having trouble with this mic today. Now, who do you think is, you know, before he uh, Minnesota Mike calls? Yes. Uh, who do you think is going to uh, win this DFL primary? That you got Forsman and you have uh, Kozlowski. Um, the mayor I, jumped I in and endorsed uh, Kozlowski. Ko- yeah. Kozlowski. Yeah. And uh, that, uh, we're going to find out, you know, how much uh, pull she has. Well, I, um, I, if I was a betting person, I would bet on um, Eric Forsman. Would you? And, yeah, I think he's strong here. and um, But, you know, he's well known up on the range and, and that as well. So. Yeah, well, who will yeah. he be running against? If uh, who's the Republican running in that um, race? Anybody legit? Uh, you know, and I'm drawing a blank. See, there I, you go. Yeah. So, so I mean, whoever uh, wins that DFL primary is going to be your next. Going to be your. Is that a representative or a no, state? That's there? a um, in a Senate seat. Oh, or, or is it a rep? And I, I wanted to mention to the other broadcasters here on KDAL, Jim, that. Uh, Natalie Zalesnikar is how you say the uh, candidate, uh, the candidate's name who's running against Mary Murphy, Jim. Her name is not Zel Zelnikar or Zelnerker. It's uh, you can turn your. It's Lezel. <laughs> no, I can't say it. Zalesnikar. Yes. Okay. Zalesnikar. Yep. So. So that's anyway, how you say her name. True. So. Do you want to say it again, Jim? Zalesnikar. Very good. Oh, it's a 75 yeah, and sunny. Sunny. And uh, 75 and sunny down in Kenyan, too, with our, our friend Minnesota Mike Chase with Minnesota Music Memories. How are you, Mike? I'm great, Jim, and good afternoon, Tracy. How Hello are you there. Doing? doing great. How about yeah. yourself? 
I'm five by five down here, my friends. Five uh, ready for the grass fire report. Five by go. five is it doesn't get any better than five by five, does it? That's right. That's the best clarity you can get uh, when you're broadcasting, from what I'm told by cousin Brucey Morrow. So there you I go. Get it from a guy who's still cooking at age eighty six. Cousin and, uh, Brucey, I love his shows. He's a great guy, and I get the chance to talk to him now and then on his on his program. But let's today let's feature grass fire from 1968 to 1970, and they're out of the boomtown from Superior, Wisconsin. Yes, I used to go see him. You still see him, huh? No, I used to go see him play. Well, we're going to bring up some news that you may not even know. I probably Uh, don't. (laughs) Ed Gallagher was on the drums, Bill Forsett, lead guitar, Gary Lynn on keys, his brother Roger Lynn on bass, Jerry Edwards was a vocalist, all members from Superior Senior High. Roger and Ed were from the class of 67, Jerry and Gary were the class of 69, and Bill was the class of 68. Uh, you'd like to know where that band name came from, I would imagine, Tracy. Um, Absolutely. In fall of 68, they were listening to Cream, Led Zeppelin, and Steppenwolf, trying to figure out what the name of this new band was going to be. And somebody looked out the window and says, Hey, look, there's a huge grass fire across the street in that open field. <laughs> hey, that's it. We're grass fire. True story. That's how it I like that. Mm. Uh, now, the background of these guys is pretty interesting. Roger was already in a band. He added his brother Gary and Jerry, the vocalist. Gary was also a member of John Kopiski's Accordion Airs. Johnny's Accordion Airs. Ed drummed for the C. Green Quintet, a band of UMD students. Bill was in a high school band called Foolish Pleasure that played Paul Revere and the Raiders music. Ed and Roger's friend, Bob Peterson, had connections at local radio stations and would periodically collect heavy metal and progressive rock LPs that those stations did not play from groups like Deep Purple, Jimi Hendrix, and more. And many times these LPs were not yet on sale to the general public, so Grassfire would get them, practice those songs, and then play them at their gigs. Many thought these tunes were Grassfire original hits because they hadn't been played over the local radio stations. Uh, they also practiced at their uh, Ed's uh, parents' house and in their basement. They also played out in their garage. They'd rope off the front of the yard to keep the kids from coming into the garage, and they'd put carpet down in the field adjoining it, just like the Beatles did for some of their gigs. And on occasionally, uh, there'd be a street dance that would break out. Uh, their other formal gigs were school dances at high schools throughout the area in Duluth Superior, Poplar, Silver Bay, Hermantown, Procton, also on the range. They played armories and curling clubs in Hibbing, Duluth, and Superior, opening for the Guess Who, Crow, and the Castaways, as well as their big one. They opened at the deck for the Ides of March. Hmm. Now, they, speaking of uh, Vehicle, which was the Ides of March song of you know fame in the early 70s, uh, Ed Gallagher owned a 61 VW microbus that carried the band members, two in front, three in the back, and all their equipment. Hammond M3 organ with the legs cut off for a lower profile, three amplifiers, speaker tower, Leslie speaker cabinet, drums, mic stands, disassembled and nested drum kit, and guitars. There was no trailer. Everything and the guys were all in that 61 VW mic. Wow! (laughs) Now, what really got interesting, when they'd make trips to Thunder Bay, border officials luckily did not require them to unload their van to check for contraband. Um, by the way, the band members would also sleep on that bus on those long road trips, so they were able to cut expenses. They had 145. The band went to Universal Studios in Minneapolis in mid-65, recording two tunes. The producer was none other than David Zimmerman. 
although the vinyl credits for production were Ed Gallagher and Roger and Gary Lynn. Uh, by the way, David Zimmerman, oh yeah, that's Bob Dylan's brother. Yep. <laughs> Let's hear the A-side on Morley's Weekdays. David Zimmerman had the band play the song fast. Then he said, no, it's too slow. Play it faster yet. And then finally a third time faster. And that's the version you just heard that they released on that 45. Band members did the music. Jerry wrote the lyrics. Bill said the song had a solo part for each member of Grassfire and often was their opening tune to enliven the crowd. The title, by the way, had no particular meaning. And now band members are uncertain how it came about. When I asked uh, these guys, they said, how did this happen? Well, they weren't sure. Nobody seemed to know. It might have been developed during a band party. Tracy, do you think that's possible? I wouldn't know anything about band parties. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear the B-side, the smell of incense. We are just hearing Smell of Incense was produced by Roger and Gary Lynn. You can just feel the wafting of the aroma of incense and subdued lighting in this song. A thousand copies of this 45 were pressed on the Steamboat label. Grassfire's 45 was in a directory of psychedelic platters by a London, England vinyl club. Well, we got to talk about the uh, disbanding. There was a meeting at David Zimmerman's house to review the plus minuses of that 45 that had just been released. Everyone was pretty tired at that uh, time, and some beer was being enjoyed. It became apparent during the meeting that not everyone was on the same page. Psychedelic music had been around for a couple of years, but it was hard to dance to. Jerry and Roger were more interested in concert formats as opposed to dancing, and some guys wondered whether new talent might be required. Ed Gallagher had been in the business for eight years and started a booking agency, D-E-E-K. And both he and the Lynn brothers realized they needed to focus on their college education and then subsequent careers If you know, once they graduated. Bill and Jerry were already playing in a band called Gusto Flash, which became kind of new information when I started to talk this out. Uh, here's a memory. Ed Gallagher, with his uh, booking uh, business, that went on through 1972. He negotiated for an unknown band, we won't specify, a three-year contract for a band that would pay them $1,500 a week in the early 70s, free band equipment of their choosing, a 2LP guarantee on Scepter Records, free room and board in New York, uh, only two stipulations tied to this contract. One, they had to attend choreography training, and two, they were required to maintain grooming and clothing standards. 
It presented this contract to the band after one of their performances around 1 in the morning. The unspecified band declined this offer in less than gracious language, so Ed decided this occupation was not for him and devoted his energy to getting a teaching degree. Uh, here's some more memories from Ed. He relishes memories of having full-time roadies who not only moved their equipment, they set it up and tear it down, but those guys were also musicians themselves, and they could tune a grass fire's instrument. So they literally had the life of Riley. Everything was done for them. We have some unreleased tracks that have never been aired before. Ed Gallagher dug deep into his computer for two original unreleased grass fire tracks. Here's Little Miss Pretty. Little Miss Pretty, so proper and right. Little Miss Pretty, I was home at night. Your mama said she's got a good ball. Nobody in your bed gonna keep you warm. from one of their uh, performances. Here's another track that Grassfire typically played at their gigs. It's called Pictures. Oh, that one didn't change. Hang on a minute. There, sorry. All right. I got it. Well, they were very good live, I, as I remember. They were, but hearing that recording is very impressive. Here's your Pictures. And Gary Lynn moved to the Twin Cities. Roger Lynn went to control data and also worked at Menards. Jerry got a medical degree and became one of the first physician's assistants, as they call them, PAs, in Minnesota. Bill Forsett pursued a computer technology career, which led to a full-time position with St. Louis County. He is now retired. Ed Gallagher became a business education school teacher and later an administrator in the Superior School System. Roger Lynn passed away from cancer September 19th of 2017 at age 68. And the fact that this is a small world, you just can't make this stuff up, what I'm about to tell you. I met Ed Gallagher in June at one of Professor Tom Johnson's coffee and conversation sessions at Perkins on London Road in Duluth. When I interviewed Ed for this report, I found out that his mother, Mary Gallagher, was the sister of Annie Peterson. Well, Annie and her three daughters, Rita, Kathy, and Mary L. Peterson, who was my date at the uh, 1968 Denfeld High School <laughs> prom, later an attorney for the St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office, all of those fine young ladies and their mother happened to die from breast cancer, mm. and Mary passed on about 25 years ago. Uh, we only dated once. It was just for that prom. Uh, she's a very smart lady, and I'm told by Ed, who is their cousin, that they were all very smart ladies, uh, transplant nurses. Uh, Mary was a distinguished uh, prosecutor and attorney out of the William Mitchell College of Law. Did all of her work at St. Louis County. I talked to the Pope today about this. Oh. And I mean, not his eminence in Rome, but, but, but your man. Yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Rubin. Yeah. So that's my report on grass yeah. fire with these other small world facts. Uh, Next report sometime in August. Just yeah. to listen for my monthly report on the Saturday edition of Talk of the Town. Hey, yeah. thank hey. you so much, man. Hey. It's been wonderful having you here on Tuesday. And, and, Mike, you've got something coming up if you want to promote that. 
Oh, very nice. Thank yeah. you, Jim. Yeah. Yes, on uh, Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m., July 23rd, on my mainstay station down in the Oatana area, COWS, that's K-O-W-Z. You can get it online at kowzfm.com. I will have the drummer, the only drummer for the litter, in studio with me for a three-op show examining his career. And We've got some breaking news stories that I'm told will be available for us to highlight that show. That guy's got some great stories. The litter played in front of 70 different major national and international acts, including The Who, uh, Cream, uh, many others, and they got great stories, Sonny and Cher and, and many others. I'm very great. Right. show together now. Yeah. Thanks again, Mike. Always a great report. We appreciate all the work that you put into it. Absolutely. And uh, Ed Gallagher, I imagine he's listening, huh? They said, uh, Ed said he was listening, and many of the others, uh, you know, the Pope asked me to send him a copy because he's got a previous engagement. I told him about the podcast, and so uh, he'll be weighing in, and he'll probably follow up and talk to you about that later. All right, well, thanks a million, Mr. Mike Chase, Minnesota Mike, Minnesota Music Memories, and he'll be joining me on, uh, oh, every fourth Saturday or so on the Saturday morning show, continuing on this great tradition. Talk of the Town, live on KDAL. Talk of the Town, we are back, and I have uh, some breaking sports news. What is is the The Minnesota Wild have traded goaltender Cam Talbot to the Ottawa Senators on the eve of free agency. Uh, the discontentment from goaltender Cam Talbot's uh, camp started to crystallize soon after the Wild re-signed future Hall of Fame goaltender Mark andre Fleury uh, at the uh, 2022 NHL draft. Although uh, General Manager Bill Guerin maintained his commitment to the goaltender at the time, he ultimately flipped the 35-year-old Talbot to the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday night in a trade for young goaltender Philippe Gustafson. Ah, okay, the move Philippe. clears up some cap space for the Wild on the eve of free agency, so you can expect more room uh, in in uh, cap space. It freed up $3.67 million in uh, and. Uh, that's what Talbot had. Gustafson only yeah. has seven hundred eighty-seven, so it's going to give him about a three million dollar break on uh, cap space, along with what they had left. So they've got a little money uh, now to maneuver when free agency starts to possibly uh, replace Fiala or address yeah. address some issues. Sure. So that's some breaking news yeah. for you this afternoon. There you go. Are you following all this January 6th hoo-ha? Not really. No, neither am no, I. No. What's, uh, I know that uh, they're, they're, you know, going after again. Uh, this is like Anthony Fauci not letting go of uh, COVID. Uh, this gang will not let go of uh, Donald Trump. They yeah. want to make sure he doesn't run again. Yeah, I think so. And, um, and the Biden problems just continue. I mean, did you hear what uh, Joe Biden referred to? Um, in fact, she's had to come out and apologize. She referred to kind of derogatory terminology uh, to uh, Hispanic uh, people at events she was speaking at 
the other day. Hmm. I was looking for the story, and of course now I can't find it. Sure. Well, uh, while you're looking for that, I can do this, I guess. Oh, would you please? Yeah. It would mean the world to me, Jim. There you go. You can find your story. Maybe. Well, talk of the towns, your insight of the day. The power for creating a better future is contained in the present moment. You create a good future by creating a good present. There you go. Well, that's all touching. I today, man. Sorry. How come? Uh, just uh, that, <laughs> that's all I got emailed to me. Today. Oh, you get them emailed, do you? I do. Yeah. Thought yeah. maybe you were busy. Hey, the lion yeah. died out at the zoo. No, no. Yeah. That's too bad. I lost that story too. I had it pulled <laughs> right up here. I was ready to. I was ready to uh, share it. And right here it is. The Lake Spears Zoo announced the death of Lily the lion. She would have turned 15 years old this September, Jim. Is that typical? Do you know? Well, I don't know. Uh, Director of Animal Care Lizzie Larson said, I had the privilege of being one of Lily's keepers since she was two years old. I got to watch her grow up. I'll miss talking to her. No, I'll miss her talking to me every day. Our zoo and my life will not be the same without Lily the lion. Hmm. Lily was displaying some do, signs um, last how week. Do, how long do lions live? Lions typically? in the wild generally do not live longer than 10 years. Um, lions in human care can live into their upper teens. No, so Lily okay. was, so, uh, you know, right it. there. Yeah. She made it. It was yeah. uh, it was probably getting close to time for Lily. Yeah. But uh, Lily the lion. She looked like a fine lion, too, I might add. <laughs> Did she? I wonder, I mean, if you've been now like the zookeeper said, she's been hanging around Lily since Lily was two years old. Now, do you suppose that uh, a lion in captivity like that is tame? Or do they still roar? And I mean, can you walk up to them and go, no, you can't. You can't go, hey, Lily, and pet her maybe. I don't think so. You can now. Yes. Yes, you can do that now. But um, anyway, she got sick last week, and uh, anyway, too bad. We love our animals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jim, what um, else going on? Well, did you find your other story? No. No. What are you doing? Well, I'm just looking around. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm looking out the window. The well, weather has just I, been yeah, that came just down crazy pretty hard there. For- yeah, and there's more of these that are they're just kind of. Going through in pockets, you know? Yep. You know, know, someone on the, some meteorologist on TV might say that they're marching through the area. Or or they're rolling. They could be rolling. Uh, If they were rolling down the river, they'd be Proud Mary. Yes. (laughs) Man, oh man. Let's see. Now, did you go to Weird Al last night? I did not. Did you? No. But it was almost sold out, and I heard uh, Weird Al... uh, Rocked out and did a very nice show. Yeah. And then went to the Accordion Museum. We went to the Accordion Museum yesterday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, that's quite a place. It, well, so I hear. I You know, a lot of people go, Accordion Museum? Didn't know we had such a big deal yeah. here in uh, the Twin Ports. Yep. But we do. And mm-hmm. it's uh, apparently a fairly uh, well-known Accordion Museum. Yes. Yep. I wonder and, if, um, yeah. what? What? 
No. Well, I'm just... I right there on the corner of Belknap and Hammond. Cross, is that where it cross, is? Yeah. Cross, Can you just yeah. pop in there any time? Yeah. Or? Yep. Well, really? no, they have hours. I, I don't know exactly what they are, but yeah, they have open hours and all of all of that, so yeah. Now, I, mean? um, I think I found the story. Taco Tuesday, now they're they're calling the headline of the story of uh, the, Jill Biden's uh, breakfast taco shirts are uh, going fairly viral. It's become a big thing oh, yeah. uh, by, well, Republicans, because she... Oops. What was that? That was the drums. Was that thunder? Or, oh, apparently uh, was, uh, Joe Biden compared Latinos to breakfast tacos. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in heaven's name? The viral comment made by President Biden's wife, and we, shot, we thought she was a normal one of the two. <laughs> Uh, made by President Biden's wife in San Antonio, Texas, where she spoke to a group of Hispanic voters at the 2022. And compare them to a breakfast taco. breakfast taco. What? I don't even know what the hell that means. Um, Do you? Well, no, I don't know what it means. I know what a breakfast taco is, or a breakfast burrito. Well, now the Republican National Committee has launched a T-shirt with a taco image and caption that reads, Not your breakfast taco. <laughs> Is nacho spelled N-A-C-H-O? I don't know. I'll tell Come you on. what. These two are something else. I mean, <laughs> poor President Biden. I mean, he, he's checked out. Yeah. I, I mean, and I mean that in a sad, sad way. I mean, I've done the Senior Expo Go Show for many, many years. And What's that? We're going to break. Oh, you're listening to Talk of the Town. Yeah. We're going to our fourth to last break at this time of the day. Yeah. That's Tracy. I'm Jim. We'll be right back. Ooh, that was good, Jim. I don't care if- the Talk of the Town with Tracy Lundine and Jim Caesar live. Ah, one of the greatest songs yeah. of all time. One yeah. hit wonder. Uh, Love grows where rosemary Edison goes. Edison Lighthouse. For Greeny. I don't think they really... Steve Green. Does too. he listen? Well, I think he was texting me earlier. So was he? He was looking for a particular emoji. <laughs> oh, middle finger? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Completely different. <laughs> so, I, I don't normally do this, What's but... I'm gonna I'm gonna read just a tiny bit of the review of World, Weird Al's uh, performance last night, and I'll tell you why, Jim. Why? Because he has got the best name of all time for the current tour he's on. What's that? The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. Weird Al. Um. And 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 uh, rather than performing the song parodies that made his name, the evening was devoted to rocking out with Yankovic's original songs. He goes, this show is all about playing our least popular music, Yankovic told the near-capacity crowd. Now, can you believe this? No. I. It appears good grief. He started out his set rocking out to one of his songs called Lame Claim to Fame. Oh. 
with his band uh, performing Sitting Down. Uh, <laughs> geez, the two dozen songs included lots of style parodies, such as the country song, Buy Me a Condo, First, first World Problems. I still cannot believe Melanie is not an actual Tom uh, Honestly, he didn't, he didn't play. It doesn't look like he paid, played Eat It or any of those songs. Really? Wow. Wow. How can he get through that? I don't. I don't know. Weird Al. Weird Al. Weird Al. Yep. I'll tell you what. All yeah. right, time to wrap it up here, Jim. Uh, we're getting close. We we're going to wait a minute or two. We got about six minutes. You're planning a no, soccer no. game or a baseball game or an outdoor barbecue Be or careful. something tonight. Well, just you know, yeah. I mean, this stuff is just kind of rumbling. We can call it rumbling because thunder rumbles. And it's kind of throughout, I mean, there's been cells in Virginia, uh, across up Highway 2 to Grand Rapids, over to Hibbing. And uh, you know, it looks like we're going to get something here maybe again between 7 and 7.30 that could be a little rumbly. Okay, and there's stuff to the south of us. All the way down to Rice Lake, Wisconsin, Hinkley. So, you know, no matter where you are tuning in, it may not be a real great night. I think Super Dave told us that, uh, what, a 60% chance up till 10 o'clock tonight? And then tomorrow. severe. Or he he did say that. He said strong. I I shouldn't say severe. Jim, there's a big difference between strong and severe. Now, you've got to watch it. I do. When you're a broadcasting professional, (laughs) Jim. Yes, You've got to watch it. Now, fortunately, you're not, I'm so not, you can so be I'm as okay. careless as you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Anyway, um, yeah, woof. 90% chance of uh, rain up until uh, maybe 8, 9, 10 o'clock tonight. So. Okay, are you ready for the wrap? And I'm, I'm ready. Let's go wrap. You start, man. All right, uh, let's see here. Two New York waterway ferries are being credited with helping to rescue passengers from a capsized boat this afternoon in the Hudson River. Captain James Peters said his crew helped pull eight of the 13 passengers out of the water. Two passengers, a 7-year-old and a 50-year-old woman, were killed in today's incident. Meanwhile, Peters' crew uh, that helped is the same crew that responded to the miracle on the Hudson plane that landed on the Hudson in 2009. Can you believe that? Wow. Mayo Clinic Labs in Rochester now conduct, conducting monkeypox testing. Uh, Mayo Clinic in Rochester now conducting monkeypox testing f- using the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's uh, orthoprovirus test. Oh, easy got, for you got, to say. I got it out. Good job. Twitter is suing Elon Musk in an effort to make him follow through on his bid to buy the company. Uh, Twitter is accusing Musk of breaching a purchase agreement while causing shares uh, share prices to drop. Musk said in an SEC filing last week that he wanted to withdraw from the agreement, arguing the company was in violation of it, of uh, the whatever. Jim, role reversal here. After refusing to release info on spam and bot accounts. Northland buyers are still struggling to find their forever home. Home buyers in Duluth are struggling to get sellers to accept their offers in a booming housing market. Now, are you putting your house up for sale, Jim? No. No, okay. Are you? Uh, No. Well, maybe. Depends. Yeah. We'll find out later this week with uh, one of our guests. 
Another meeting will be held next week by the WHO to determine, by the WHO, not the band, the WHO, the World Health Organization, WHO, to determine whether monkeypox is a global health threat. Uh, Can I answer that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Jim. Um, Auto industry struggles to hire mechanics, supply chain issues and shortages. It's a a refrain we're hearing a lot lately, and auto industry isn't immune. Companies say that they are still struggling to hire mechanics, and it's causing longer wait times for repairs. HBO's Succession is the big winner of Tuesday's Emmy nominations reveal, getting the most of any show with 25 nods. That includes Outstanding Drama Series, two nods for Best Actor in a Drama Series, and uh, behind Succession, Ted Lasso, and The White Lotus, both tied for third with 17. Wow. Have you watched any of these, Jim? I watched Succession, yes. Was it good? It's good, yeah. Yeah, What's it about? A little crude. It's about a um, family's business empire and... Oh. oh, the conflicts Kinda between like the them. Caesar and, business. Yeah, out there. Right. that's right. Uh, where and how can THC products be sold in Minnesota? When Minnesota's new law allowing hemp-derived uh, THC uh, edibles kicked uh, kicked in July one, a lot of people were surprised, including local leaders across the state. The law sets the rules for maximum legal doses for edibles and beverages, packa- packaging and warning labels, and um, age of purchase. But the law is mostly silent on the issue of how and where those products can be sold and under what circumstances. Now, can you buy them here in Duluth? Oh, yeah. In Superior? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I believe so. Really? Yeah, well, here in Duluth, I'm sure you can, yeah. Huh, yeah. interesting stuff. Yep. All right, well, that's a wrap. Um, it, it is. That's, yeah. a, that's enough. If you're going out tonight, keep an be eye careful. on the sky. Yeah. It might get wet. There might be a little lightning. So be good. We'll be back tomorrow. Lots of guests the rest of the week. And this is our final weekday show week of Talk of the Town. That's right. Have a good night. Always look on the right side of life. Come on, one, two, up.